Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. Shows outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high. You'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude. Fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise. It's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Beverly Nadler, her fabulous daughter, Denise Nadler, a.k.a. Ariana. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends, our family, and loyal listeners worldwide. Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one radio show. You might be wondering why this is so. Memorable quotes, life lessons, and so much more. The Coach's Corner will make you soar. All outstanding guests that we love to feature, you will find the show to be the best teacher. Great authors like Ted Siuba and Bernie Siegel, awesome leaders that soar like an eagle. Beverly Nadler with Here's to Your Health, home business opportunities to increase your wealth. Kurt's impersonation and improvisation add to the show's transformation, broadcasting live across America and around the globe with timely topics and issues to probe. The chat room is always fun. We see your comments and appreciate each one. Want to change your life? Change your approach. Then hire me, Joyce Barry, to be your life coach. I would love to coach you. I would love to see you move forward. I'd love to see you win. And that means now. Folks, the question today, does God exist? With over 10,000 different religions and over 38,000 denominations of Christianity in the world, it appears that most people believe that God exists. However, there are millions of atheists who don't, plus many people who consider themselves agnostics, not sure one way or the other. 
Join us for this provocative show in which health guru Beverly Nadler will share some of the fascinating views and theories of philosophers, mystics, and spiritual teachings on this controversial subject. I know that this is a subject that I've always found fascinating. I personally have the belief there is a God. I sometimes question some of the things that happen to me and those that I love around me, but nonetheless, I do believe God exists. Welcome to the show, my friend, one of my favorite authors, favorite poet for sure, Beverly Nadler. Uh, It's my pleasure to always be on your show, and this particular show is something very, very, very dear to my heart. So thank you, Joyce, for always having me on Thursday. I really appreciate it. Here's to your health Thursday, the one, the only, our health guru, our friend, your friend, Beverly Nadler. I was going well, to you say might that... Well, wonder they... what uh, if knowing about God has to do with your health, but let me tell you, there is some research that says people who do have a spiritual sense, a belief, uh, are healthier <laughs> and happier. So uh, you could think about that. Uh, but right now I want to share so many different ideas with you. You know, supposedly there are two subjects that friends, and this show is Joyce Barry and Friends, should never discuss, and that's politics and religion. And here we are asking the question, does God exist? Well, we're not going to be trying to convince you of anything today. Rather, what I want to share with you is what others have said and what they say about God. And you can draw your own conclusions. I'll be sharing many quotes, many statements about God, some from people whose names will be familiar to you, many that you probably never heard of. And some of them, um, we don't even know their names, but their quotes are very meaningful. I'm going to begin with a number of quotes uh, regarding this subject about God. And probably the most popular one that has been quoted by many uh, spiritual teachers and even personal development teachers is the one by Pierre Teilhard de Jardin, the French Jesuit priest, philosopher, and scientist. And he said, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. That's a very popular quote, and uh, we could go on forever just discussing what that means, but today we're going to talk about our views on does God exist? Is God real? Is there a God? Well, according to Mahatma Gandhi, there is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. Interesting, coming from Mahatma Gandhi. Um, Here are some other quotes. There is one mind, and mind here is capitalized, one omnipresent mind, just one. And that was by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Also by Gandhi, the form never changes. I'm sorry, we start this over because it is such an important quote. The form ever changes, ever perishes. The informing spirit neither changes nor perishes. Now, what does that mean? It means that physical form 
the material world that is all destined to end sometimes in days, sometimes in years, sometimes in centuries. But the informing spirit, which we generally call consciousness or God, never changes. According to Martin Buber, there is but one realm of, there is not one realm of God and one realm of matter. There is only the increasing realm of God. And then there's the Upanishads, which is a, a very ancient Hindu uh, spiritual book. Know this, whatever exists in this world is in God. So those are just a few quotes. Um, and there are, there are many, many more that we'll be talking about. But the fact of the matter is um, there are <laughs> numerous people, we call them, they are people, who have felt very strongly, strongly about God. Here's one. His name is Frederick, okay, Schleiermacher, a, a German romantic um, a writer and a philosopher from 1799, and he said the universe exists in uninterrupted activity and reveals itself to us every moment, every form that it brings forth, every being to which it gives a separate existence according to the fullness of life, every occurrence that spills forth from its rich, ever-fruitful womb is an action of the same upon us. Thus, to accept everything individual as part of the whole and everything limited as a representative of the infinite. That's what he considered religion. Uh, but we found the religion today, unfortunately, is that, as, as Joyce uh, shared with you, at over 10,000 religions and uh, I think over 30,000 different denominations of Christianity. Um, there is a lot of division and a lot of um, actually arguments in religion. So that when I consider this show that when talking religion in one sense, you're also talking about the spiritual aspect, the one thing that exists, uh, which is the one creator, which is another name that we might want to use, the creator. But um, most of us have used the word God, and it's widely used in, in all the religions today and spiritual teachings for the most part, not all. Buddhists never use the word God, ever. And the reason they do not is because the Buddha felt that there was so much negativity and so much misunderstanding and controversy related to the word God. So he avoided it, but we certainly know that Buddhism is a very, very spiritual religion. And one of the things that um, Buddha said, and these are not his exact words, but it's certainly the meaning of it, is our tremendous sensitivity to the suffering in this world can be transformed into a spiritual force that arouses our innate divinity and in a prod that stimulates the virtues of love and compassion inside us inspiring us to try to relieve the suffering of others, to support and comfort them in their sorrow and in their pain. Wow, that's saying a lot. <laughs> so uh, let us move forward and see what else you want to add. But that was 
quite a mouthful, as one might say. Well, one of the things um, that I want to say is that the question, perhaps, for this show should not so much be, does God exist or is God real, but does our concepts about God exist? Are they the truth about this power that created the universe? And the word God um, was not used in any of the Bibles. Um, it, It was not in the Judeo Christian scriptures written in Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, or Latin, or in the older religions, texts in India or other parts of the world. In fact, it's believed that the word God is actually something that um, came from an Anglo-Saxon word using meaning the good, and it's in a German manuscript in the 6th century. So before that, uh, there was no such thing as the word God, but that's the word we're using here because that is how most people think of this one power. Now, when I say that um, is, it's a matter of, is our concept of God real? And, you know, some people imagine God as a cosmic, human-like being with supernatural powers, who cares about people and confers or withholds blessings and saves souls from suffering and misfortune. Uh, To others, God is a mystery to be known eventually, or perhaps can never be known. In my personal opinion, uh, this creative power is not something that we can know as we live here on the third dimension. Something has to bring us to another, shall we say, uh, another world, so to speak, Uh, in order for us to actually know God. There are people who are what is known as self-realized or enlightened, and they are people who experience themselves as what we truly are. What we truly are are aspects, individualized aspects or units of the one creative power because there is only the one. Everything in the universe comes from the one, comes from the one God. And though some people imagine God, as I said, as a cosmic human-like being with a super life, super natural powers who cares about people, or living perhaps in heaven or some remote place, kind of like a cosmic friend, a father or a mother, uh, a human-like being, what really that is not what God is. Uh, this is attributes that we have given to what we call God, but the creator, the, the creative power, we are a part, not only a part of it, it's a part of us, and we live in it, and it lives within us. That divine spark of life, that is the God within us. And yet everything surrounding us, this natural world, this extraordinary world, uh, the, the awesome things, that we, the flowers, the, the trees, the mountains, all of these things created by the Creator uh, continue to confirm the fact that something gave rise to it all. It wasn't something that simply appeared, 
there was something what they call the Big Bang, uh, which I'll talk about shortly. Um, that happened many, 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 many billions of years ago. Um, I'd like to share another quote that I found so meaningful. And this quote is by Roy Eugene Davis, who is the last person to be ordained by Paramahansa Yogananda, uh, who is pretty well known in the West. Uh, He brought Self-Realization Foundation here, and there are many different places in which one can go and worship in the belief that there is but one God and everything that exists is part of it. We humans are part of that. We are souls that have the ability to, at one point in our lifetimes, to recognize our power, our being a part of this one God. And here's what he said. If God could speak in words, we might hear, I am the unchanging reality of all that is. I am the universe. I am all beings. I am you. Though I express in diverse ways, I am undivided and not in the least influenced by events occurring in my self-manifested realms, and am forever the impartial witness of all that occurs. You see, this is what um, a a difficulty in in recognizing that uh, there are two different paths to God, actually. Uh, There is the personal one, And that's where we talk to God as naturally as we would with a family member or a dear friend. Uh, We see our relationship as that of a child and parent or a servant and master or two lovers. We feel divine presence beside us, walking with us. We share our hopes and dreams with God, as well as our fears and disappointments. And that is one the personal path, and it is a good one, and it is one that gives great solace and, and great meaning and comfort and hope to people. And then there is the impersonal path. We're not looking for a personal deity. We want to actually unite with the infinite. We want to return to our original home as a part of the one. We want to touch and abide in this reality that we call God. We seek this consciousness that fills and transcends the whole of the universe, and it cannot be named or described. It's something that must be experienced, and the impersonal path is one in which humans, knowing that they are spiritual beings, want very much to return in consciousness, not necessarily to leave the planet Earth, although some choose to do that, but rather in consciousness to actually experience themselves as this one God. And this is an impersonal path. And then Sai Baba said, I am God, and you too are God. The only difference between you and me is that while I am aware of it, you are completely unaware. Yes, that's a very, very good quote as well. So uh, what astounded me was when I talked about at the beginning how many different religions that there are uh, and 
Christianity, over 38,000 denominations, and millions, we know there's millions of atheists, millions of agnostics. There's so many fractions uh, that all have their say on this matter. So how does one come to a personal conclusion? How? It's, it's whatever in your heart. You have said at the beginning, you believe there is a God. I believe there is a God, but my belief in a God is not in someone who is going to take care of me when I make mistakes, but I must say that I will pray to God, I will meditate on God, but I am knowing in my in my gut, shall we say, um, that I am a part of it, that the God that actually takes care of me is myself, and I put that S as a capital S. I am not one who has the uh, privilege of experiencing that. I don't experience myself as God, but I am aware of the fact that there is nothing else in this universe except the one. I repeat every day uh, the Hebrew prayer, Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Achad, which is, listen, Israel, there is, the, the Lord thy God is one that there is only one. Everything is an expression of it. And if we could actually begin in our consciousness to have this awareness of the fact that we are all part of this one creative power, we will take on so much more of the attributes of that power, which is the omniscience, omnipotence, um, omnipresence, people who can see into the future. I'm not saying they became, quotes, the God. I'm saying that they've taken on some of these attributes, and frequently because they have an awareness that we are not just human beings, physical forms, that we are truly, as um, Pierre Terroir Dijardin said, spiritual beings having human experiences. And our human experience is by many, many teachers said to be literally a schoolroom that we are here on this planet Earth to learn, to grow. Um, I can even quote you from one of the many books that I've used in researching for what it is that I want to say on this most profound subject because it is an endless subject and um, it says that the whole world is a ladder of ascension and each opportunity in life is another step talks about the fact that we go from one incarnation to another and uh, this life is not a separate self-contained existence it's part of a process that began before we entered into this world and will continue on after we depart. This world is a school where we come to learn and gain experience, and we keep on returning to this school in incarnation after incarnation in order to gather new wisdom to evolve and grow. So what is it that gets the new wisdom, evolves and grows? It is our soul. The soul is the individualist part of God, and we all have that. If more people recognized 
that there is nothing but this one and that everything is connected. If people actually realize that, we would have a lot less war, a lot less misery and pain and struggle and unkindness among people, but we don't, unfortunately, um, as human, in our human self, we don't realize that. But supposedly, according to the mystics and the masters, all of us are destined to at some time return to our true home, which is not a home in a mythical heaven, but it is to return to the consciousness that is the God consciousness with which we are actually endowed. And folks, if you're pondering the question, does God exist, I can only tell you for sure with certainty that this show exists five days a week, live at 11 a.m., for you to learn and grow and make a positive impact. And here in the wise, wise words of Beverly Nadler is why you should be listening to this show every day. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And folks, do participate with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry and Friends dot com Barry B A R R I E and on the home page in the upper left you'll see my picture. Right under that you will see the word follow. And simply by clicking on that, you will be able to uh, be apprised of every show, every guest, every topic via email. You need not miss any of our shows because if you can't join us when we are live at 11 Eastern, you can access our archives 24-7. You can download them. You can get the links and share them with friends. So do become a follower. We really love and appreciate our loyal listeners, our followers. Uh, one other thing I want to recommend is that you also check out Beverly Nadler's personal website, Beverly Nadler, N-A-D-L-E-R.com. And when you're on our homepage, if you put Beverly Nadler on the upper right, 
uh, in the space provided, all her shows will come up. I can assure you they're all informative and educational. Beverly, anything you want to say about your website? Yeah, my website is um, is is a teaching website. Uh, it's educational, and since we are spiritual beings having a human experience, it's all about how to live as human beings in this world. Uh, there is a, a lot on personal development and um, a lot on health. These are the things that we, in our human experience, find very important. Uh, they're necessary because we're we're here to learn and to grow. So yes, and you'll find my books are also listed there. You can click on them and find out more about them. Teaching the universal laws, teaching the way the subconscious mind works. We are incredibly awesomely made units of this one consciousness that we call God, and we can find out more and more about how to take care of. <clears throat> Um, excuse me, Joyce. Okay. You get all choked up when we think about God and and the magnificence that he is and all that there is to offer. And while Beverly is taking care uh, of herself, let me just share with you, when I, I recommended you check out the show, uh, you check out the website, ask yourself the question, if not now, when? Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one worldwide Internet radio show. This poem, an original by yours truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration, achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation? To get healthy and off that medication, to get wealthy, it's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not, now, when? So that is the question, folks, if not now, when, that we advise you to take every show to heart. There's always a message. There's always a way to make a positive impact in your life and those of others. 
So if you're going to check out Beverly's website, ask yourself, if not now, when? If you're going to really delve into this question to see where your feelings are, what's in your gut, if not now, when? So I urge you to do that. Back to you, Beverly. I'm here. Okay. I'm reading a book um, by Dr. Raymond Moody, who explored the um, life after life, life after death. Um, he, he's one who reported on near-death experiences. And a very interesting part of this book is where the question is raised, well, is this these people who experience uh, these uh, wonderful, um, what we call heavenly divine type of experiences, during their near-death experience, is it because they're very religious people? And what he found is that some of the people were religious, some believed in God, others did not, and yet both groups emerged with an appreciation of spirituality that is, and religion that is very different from the narrowly defined ones established by most churches. They came to realize that there is not a matter of one right group or one right religion. They came to realize that what they saw were beings of light. And what was communicated to them, not in words, not in words, but in feeling, was that what's most important is our ability to love, not doctrines, not denominations. They see God as a much more magnanimous being than they previously thought, and that denominations do not count. Okay. And, folks, when I asked you uh, to address the question, if not now, when, the one thing as a coach that I've heard over decades so many times prompted me to write a poem about someday because I don't want to hear that as your answer. So here's my take on that. Someday, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. I went to my calendar and took a look. I discovered that someday was not in the book. I looked carefully, for someday I did seek, but only Monday through Sunday appeared on each week. I got really confused. This was not funny. I always said someday I'd make very good money. I always said someday I'd get everything done. I always said someday I'd be number one. I always said someday this and someday that. Someday is starting to sound like very old hat. I became very sure that something was wrong. No someday on my calendar all along. I thought everything I wanted would come to be. It would happen someday. I kept telling me. It was someday. I kept telling you that all our dreams were sure to come true. How shocking to discover that all along, someday was not in the calendar. How could I be so wrong? How could I not know that why I was stuck was that someday would never, ever show up? 
there wasn't a calendar anywhere, none to be found, that had someday in it, it would never come around. I always knew that if something is going to be, I am totally responsible. It's all up to me. I thought of my goals and made a new list. How exciting to realize that someday did not exist. Now I really know without any doubt that Monday through Sunday is in and Sunday is out. So I ask you women, I ask you men, I ask myself, if not right now, when? Okay, Beverly, as we move forward, as we move forward, do you want to just uh, mention a little bit about the agnostic and the atheist? (laughs) Um, I don't know what to mention about them other than the fact that they do not know um, or feel truthfully that there is such a thing as God. General, well, maybe this um, will help because this is a question that I believe is on in the mind of all atheists and agnostics, or if they don't have that question now, they did at one time, um, and many, many people who do most most definitely believe in God. And the question is, if God is omnipresent everywhere, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipotent, all-powerful, why is there so much suffering and trouble in the world? Would you say that is a question that is on many people's minds? Absolutely. That I hear that a lot. Okay, so what I want are... to share with you now is a very ancient teaching. It's a Kabbalistic teaching. Kabbalah is uh, considered to be mystical Judaism, but it is not limited to Jews. It was sent, shall we say, uh, through the mystics that brought it to the, the earth um, many, many centuries ago. Uh, I think originally through Abraham, Um, and this teaching, which did not originate in that particular time, came some centuries later, seems to be accepted as as the truth by Kabbalists and by many other groups who are not Kabbalists but have the same beliefs in uh, what we talk about is this one God, this one God, not separate gods, not gods outside of us, but this one God. And um, here, here it is. It, it is a view of creation which coincides in time with the big bang of physics. God, in, in an act reminiscent of the big bang, big bang of the physicist, God sent a burst of light and energy directly from the realm of the infinite and the absolute into the fragile vessel of the newly formed universe. This fragile vessel could not withstand a tremendous force of the divine light, and a great shattering took place. As a result, our universe was left in a broken condition where sparks of divine light were fused with shards of concrete matter, and everything that existed became a mixture of light and darkness, of good and evil, of joy and sorrow, of success and failure. 
and as a result of this cosmic shattering, nothing in the universe can be perfect. Everything in the universe is in a state of what they call essential brokenness. There is no perfection as we'd like it. And when people say, well, I don't believe in God because so-and-so died, the fact is everything that is on, on this material universe is temporal, and the people are going to die, and there's going to be pain and suffering and sorrow, which is why Buddha, who saw the truth, who became enlightened, though he never used the word God, but became enlightened and saw the universe, said, on this plane, we must have compassion to help people who are suffering and struggling. And the more we understand or begin to know, and I would say research this. Don't just take my words for it. Begin researching. Look up what do other sects, not just religions, but spiritual teaching have to say about God. If you're interested in the Kabbalistic way, um, there are many books on Kabbalah. Uh, then they're not only, as I said, limited to people who are Jewish. But the fact is, this is the universe we live in. And as parts of God, as the highest creations of the Creator, we are here to grow, to learn, to evolve, and to help one another. Just as the near-death experiencers, as I shared before, they said that what seemed to be the most important thing was our ability to love and to care for each other and not what denomination one was as far as the rigidity of many different um, religions. I agree with that. A love is the answer. Sometimes so let me share some more. I'm sorry, did you want to say something else? I thought. Uh, yes, yeah. love is the answer. The problem is sometimes you're just not asking the right questions. And, and you know, we're, we're not going to know everything we want to know, but the more we can evolve in consciousness, um, the less we are in pain over what goes on in this universe, which is one of joy and sorrow. You know, David Bohm, a quantum physicist, he said that underlying the physical, there is a deeper order of existence. He didn't call it God, but we know that's what he was talking about. A vast and more primary level of reality that gives birth to all the objects and appearances of what occur in our physical world. And that's from a scientist. Quantum physicists are discovering that the mystical teachings are the truth, that quantum physics is discovering that there is nothing in this universe but this one thing. It's interesting that uh, they, they said it's all light, all photons. And the Kabbalists years and years ago, long before there was ever uh, any measurements, any equipment to measure anything, talked about turning to the light. They didn't use the word God either. They used the word creator. They used the word the light. They do use God in their um, in, in traditional Judaism, most assuredly. But, but the Kabbalists, it was turn to the light, turn to the creator, the absolute, the one. All of those words we used. Yogananda, uh, who um, I quoted before, 
as well, I didn't quote him, but I will quote him now, uh, who came to teach self-realization. He said, don't take life so seriously. Everything here is nothing but God's motion picture. And I have heard that from other teachings before I read it in one of um, Yogananda's books. I read that, and I said, what an interesting analogy. But it's everything in this world. You know how motion picture is, you know, one slide, one slide, one slide, and it looks continuous. And he's saying that our life is made up of these instances that appear to be totally real, but it's all coming from the mind of God. So if we don't take it quite as seriously, what happens actually um, is that we have more joy in our life, more happiness. And what happens because of that, we're actually healthier because the more angry, frustrated, worried, concerned, disturbed, and distressed we are, the more we actually constrict and, and tighten um, our circulation, our nervous system. Everything that produces healing and health is restricted because of our negative emotional state. And in a book that I was reading, it's called The Divine Matrix. Um, it, it's, it's a scientific book. It doesn't use the word God. It's written by Greg Braden. He talks about the divine matrix being this entire universe and all universes all connected. And the purpose of that book is to prove the connection of everything, which is kind of like what David Bohm said. There is some primary reality that gives birth to all the objects and appearances of our physical world. And he says that in order for us, to really have the best opportunity of living the kind of life that we want, what we need to do is take care of our emotions. We need to have more love and appreciation in our hearts and the less of the anger and fear. And, of course, that's not what this show is about, but there are many shows that we've done Joyce said you can go right on on the site, you know, Joyce Barry and Friends blog talk radio site, and find shows about our emotions, about our mind, about the brain, because these are the things that help us to grow, evolve, and live a much better physical life while we are here on this earth. And the site is JoyceBarryandFriends.com is the site. And as I said, you can go into the upper right and you can type in Beverly Nadler. You'll see her shows come up. And when you talk about Joyce Barry and Friends, one of my best, best friends just joined us in the studio, Peter Marks. <laughs> right, perfect timing. When I think of Friends, I think of you and Beverly. The question, does God exist? That's the question today. And you are someone, uh, not only one of the world's renowned psychics, but also a medium. So you do reach out to the outer world. Welcome, Peter Marks. Thank you, Joyce. Uh, it's wonderful to connect with you and Beverly. And um, I realized, actually, well, I knew before I originally connected with you and Beverly that God existed, but I felt strongly, and this is from the heart, after I connected with you, with your talents and Beverly's talents, I thought with incontrovertible proof 
that God did exist because where would your gifts come from, Beverly's gifts come from, uh, if not my gifts come from, if they weren't a higher power? And I have talked to people that are in the uh, religious sector, and I have talked to ministers and rabbis, and I think, and I reflect back to an article that I read about Albert Einstein, and Albert Einstein felt that we use the small part of our total intelligence and that we were only tapping into, I think, 15%. Well, this man who was a genius and other geniuses in our society, where does this level of intelligence come from? Where does love come from? So I don't think one person has the answer, but collectively together, we do present the evidence of a, a divine being. Peter, I yes, got to say, I love your take on it. Uh, when you acknowledge the creativity, intelligence, and all of that, I always believed, at, like you, that it's from a higher power. When I do something which people say is extraordinary, I say it is a God-given gift. So that is our incontrovertible proof. Yes. And I thank you for your compliment <laughs> and so much <laughs> appreciate you being here. And of course, we share very similar views on many things, and one of them certainly being on the fact that there is but one creative power and we share, all share it. And if we could all realize that, it would make a huge difference in the kind of world that we live in. Well, I agree with you, Beverly, and I do want to also say to you that um, using as a, um, a media uh, form the Joyce Barry and Friends show uh, is allowing so many people with expertise, different expertise, to um, to um, speak on their topic and also to share it with the world. And every day when I try to tune into the show and I listen to people from different backgrounds, Dr. Bernie Siegel, uh, even Alexander, I thank God that we do have this positive medium because when you turn on the news today, a lot of it is filled with negativity and nefarious uh, forces out there and um, the uh, the Joyce Barry and Friends show is such a positive way of us collectively coming together with our gifts and really having an impact on the world. Oh, Peter, thank you for sharing that because when you say a lot of the news is negativity, I'm going to have to say almost all the news is negativity. We're, we're really living in very trying times, very stressful times, so I'm glad that I can make my contribution in having a voice for the positive things. And you, Peter Marks, for your voice and, and your knowledge yeah. and your savvy and your contributions. And certainly Beverly Nadler with her extraordinary contributions as well. Well, thank you very much, Joyce. I do appreciate that. Unfortunately, I have to cut this a little short because my next reading is here. But I did want to participate in your radio show. And thank well, we you thank for doing you. that. And you're always welcome, Peter Marks. Always welcome. Thank you, dear. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. 
You too. Thank, Thank you. you as well. Okay. So, Beverly, as we're starting to wrap up here, uh, what is the prevailing message that you want to leave with people? And one other question, um, you had mentioned yoga. What is the connection to yoga, and does God exist? And then I'd love to hear your message. So yoga, the word, it's actually, um, people think of it as a physical thing, which it's a good physical thing, and it's helpful. But the actual meaning of it has to do with bonding with the Creator. That's what its purpose is. And uh, the physical exercises were originally created for the purpose of opening the body to receive the energy of the higher self, uh, the God self. And that was their original. And people have changed it, and they use yoga for many different things. And it's very useful. But the actual meaning is the bonding and Kriya Yoga is um, the uh, form of yoga uh, which has to do with meditation and living a life so that that is inspired with the desire to actually become, um, say, become yourself, not become yourself, but the self with a capital S, uh, to reach self-realization. And um, so was, but I knew if I put the word <laughs> Kriya, nobody would know what that means. Kriya actually just means um, uh, acts. So it's the acts of things that we do in order to bond with the Creator and remembering that that's who we really are. I just want to give a few closing um, quotations and a very brief poem, and that's when I would, would like to leave people with. Um, people are familiar with Deepak um, Chopra, and he said, each of us is here to discover our true self, that essentially we are spiritual beings who have taken manifestation in physical form. And here's another quote, and the name is not, I uh, don't know the name, but it says exactly what I want to say. At the deepest level, everything is connected to everything else, and we can never be separated from our source, because in resource, not source, S-O-U-R-C-E, capital S, our source is that one power. In reality, there is only one consciousness. And Ernest Holmes, who established science of mind and religious science, which is one of the new thought religions, we can no more do without spirituality than we can do without food, shelter, or clothing. When uh, those of you who are, are in this question, and of course, you know, if you've been in the question, it'll take more uh, than a few minutes of pondering. But I just want to say one of the most extraordinary prayers in the world is the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. That by Reinhold Niebuhr and all of you who pray, when you pray at night, when you're praying over the food on the table, whatever the reason, ask yourself if you're not quite sure if there's a God, who exactly are you praying to? So, Beverly, your final message? My final message is to whatever it takes to get enough information, if you need that knowledge and awareness, 
that you are a spiritual being living in a living a physical existence that there is a power and it doesn't matter what name you give to that power there are hundreds of different names we use god but you can use any any name that you prefer and in, in knowing that it is so so that you can get that belief in your heart and soul and that will definitely help you in the way to live your life on this physical plane to experience what you experience and to actually give gratitude because many people who have had the negative experiences remember I said that from the very beginning this world is filled with both pleasure and pain joy and sorrow those people who have had negative experiences have been able to say if that didn't happen to me this change would not have happened in my life and all of these ND um, and the ears and their death experience people grateful for their experience and many did not want to return because it was so beautiful on quotes what we call the other side so I'd like to leave you with that that this is a, this of all the worthy things there are for you to do with your life this finding the truth about yourself is probably the most worthy and in that, and with that, go ahead. That's all right. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and then I, I would share my poem, but, you know, you have something to say. I'd like you to say it. I was just going to say, and tap into your gut, your inner being. You'll know you when you tap into your own beliefs and they resonate from every part of you, you'll know that you've reached your own personal truth. Beautiful. Okay. Um, this is to what do I aspire? That's the, the the poem title. You ask me to what do I aspire? You ask what is my deepest desire? What is it that fills my heart with delight? I'll tell you, it is to see and feel the light. It is to satisfy my soul. It is to reach my highest goal. It is to know the one reality without the illusion of duality. Yes, it is for self-realization. That is my true desired destination, to experience the game of life without getting caught in fear or strife, to enjoy this three-dimensional game and treat all lessons and blessings the same, to experience life's many sensations, to know positive and negative are part of God's creation, to see beyond the myths and lies, to have certainty that no one ever really dies, to know the truth that sets us free, that as souls we live in eternity. And then, when all is said and done, to rejoice in knowing I am part of the one. Beverly, thank you once again for another extraordinary show, a wonderful poem. Your poems are amazing. I'm still waiting for the book to come out on the great Beverly Nadler's poetry, or my favorite poet. And 
very much appreciate you and all that you contribute to me personally, to the show, and to the world. Folks, I want to close on my personal prayer for all of you. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories and manifesting marvelous miracles. Folks, go out and make someone happy today. Do a random act of kindness, Pay it forward, and we want to make you happy today and every day. And we invite you to sing along with us, dance along with us, and laugh along with us, which you can do right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mash. Thank you, and God bless you. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop, I heard a voice. It was the white Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show and her poetry was just so good you know i want to listen to joyce again and again as joyce would say if not now when he did the mash the joyce barry mash joyce barry mash she is a coaching smash he did the mash you'll catch on in a flash he did the mash the joyce barry mash Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. (laughs) Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. (laughs) With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.